Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Welcome back to the 15th episode of the Short Track Talk podcast. Today, we're switching disciplines again. We had Samuel Gaze in the last episode. Thank you so much for supporting that. And today, we have someone from the other side of the world, but right next to Sam's country. He's Australian. He's been racing with the Australian Cycling Academy for a few years now, and he's performing really well worldwide. He's a track rider. He's competing in the UCI Track Champions League right now. And that'd be Thomas Cornish. Thomas, how are you doing today? Yeah, good. Good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, thank you for coming to the podcast, first of all. It's a pleasure having you here. How you been? How's all the traveling going this week? It's been a bit hectic, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been pretty full on. Um, like with the Track Champions League, we've, we've been doing quite a lot of travel. So um, yeah, I've been very busy. Like we arrive at a place, then we unpack and then race, pack up again, get on a plane and and do the same thing all over again so it's been pretty full on but yeah it's it's been quite good well that's good to hear uh you've been getting quite good results i will ask you later on but we've seen you some aussie team strategies special in tim Strin with maddie so i'll be asking you about that i'll let you know already and how are you finding the format first year UCA Track Champions League is being done. Uh, honestly, for me as an ex-spectator, it's real fun to watch. It's very dynamic, which helps a lot. Uh, but how is it on your end? Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun actually. Um, like this this is the first um year that I've raced it, so it was something a little bit different for me. Um, like I've sort of raced similar things in the past. Um, like I raced the Melbourne Six Day, which is kind of a little bit similar, but um obviously not to this like magnitude i guess um so yeah it's like it's been a lot of fun and just getting into the racing with everyone um like it's it's i think it's just good to have sort of this large amount of racing um and yeah just get all that extra like experience under the belt um just because i guess being from australia like this year um was kind of the first major year of competition for me um like with COVID and everything I guess it was kind of a bit of a setback like I hadn't raced overseas in over two years so um yeah it's it's really good to finally get a lot of racing in yeah of course absolutely uh that is totally fair yeah like you mentioned you kind of lost a year and a bit there especially being Australia with them being so restrictive in terms of people coming in and out it was especially difficult for you guys and how does it feel being in Europe? Have you had you been in Europe for such a long time before? No. So this is pretty much the longest time that I've been away from home. Um, like we started with the the pre-Worlds camp uh, in Bordeaux. Um, that was like the start of October. And then we went on to like the Worlds camp and then race Worlds. And then after Worlds, I was hanging around here for a little bit because um, I didn't want to head home because it's like it's it's a lot of travel for us uh it's like almost two full days of travel just to get home and then I have to do it again to come back here like a few weeks later so um yeah I've, I've been here since and just been training and and all that for the champs league so um it it has been a long time but it's yeah 100% worth it yeah well that's fair enough and how are you finding yourself how are your sensations on the track uh what are you feeling like is it what you were expecting to perform or do you expect to uh, kind of uh, get better sensations as time goes on? Yeah, well, after like after the World Champs, I'd, I had a little bit of a break um, and kind of just had some chill time. So the first week of racing in Mallorca, I only got on the track like once 
before racing. Um, so I wasn't really, I wasn't really prepared, <laughs> I guess. Um, but I think now, like I'm, I'm pretty much back into training. Like I'm in, in the gym and on the track every week. So I think um, I'm probably going to be getting better as the weeks go on. Um, well, I mean, I hope. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Obviously, if you, I mean, if you put in the work at the end of the day, it just ends up showing. But like you mentioned, a world championship requires a lot of effort, a lot of concentration. And also, it was a really good world championship for you, I imagine, as you were, uh, no, Tim Sprint world champions. How is that uh, finding yourself in the world championship uh, along with some of your mates and being able to be world champion with them? Yeah, it was pretty insane. Um like I guess we sort of thought about like the possibility of being world champs. Um like as we've we've had a pretty good season, like we came away with the win at the First Nations Cup and um like the boys won the com games with like a pretty good time. Um so I guess it was always in the back of our heads, but we yeah, I guess we didn't want to focus too much on like the outcome and just take it as it comes. Um and yeah, didn't didn't want to get too up in our heads like before racing but yeah to actually have like come away with the win and um like with the boys as well like we're all really close like i've i've lived with like both lee and richo before so um like we're all really tight um and yeah it's just it's pretty crazy to think about yeah it's truly something else uh not many people in the world who can say they're world champion uh starting with that and also not many people in cycling that can get to wear the rainbow jersey which is something really special too but for you it's been a pretty good summer overall uh you had calm games too uh you were second in the kilometer time trial yeah. how is uh, that for you was it something that was your goal or it was your first calm games so did you just get there to enjoy or do you have a clear goal in mind yeah well it was that was my first calm games um and i i wasn't too sure what to expect um because we like had an issue with the handlebars um for the kilo so we had to run our sprint bars um and yeah it was it kind of it kind of changed the way i i thought about it because it's like it's a bit different doing a kilo on sprint bars than it is on like time trial bars so uh we didn't really know what to expect but um like it it, it worked out pretty well like let's finish first i'll finish second um like both on sprint bars so i was yeah i was i was quite happy um with that outcome and then like i i, I missed out on team sprint selection for com games which wasn't ideal but like at the end of the day you have to put the fastest team forward so um i guess it's all just like a lot of learning and like just makes me hungry for for more and then obviously like that paid off at worlds but um yeah com games was quite good i finished I think it was seventh in the Kieran and fifth in the sprint. Um, so, yeah, not not a bad first com games, but definitely a lot of improvement to make. Yeah, it's normal. That's your first com games. I, I'm sure there was a lot, a lot behind the scenes going on, especially with all the show and all the expectators and being with all the athletes on the campus. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure there was a lot to it. Like, not 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 all of it can be told. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but well, that's good to hear. And uh, now, uh, jumping on to, uh, you, are you in Paris already? Because you're competing this week in Paris. Yeah, uh, we got to Paris yesterday. 
um, and just in the hotel room at the moment. Um, it's not too cold here, which is good. It was, it was too cold in Berlin. It was snowing like when we were walking or racing, but uh, it's quite nice here. So, Well, yeah, I think get into training like tomorrow and yeah. that's good to hear. So we'll see how this weekend goes. Uh, honestly, I'm like I mentioned before, I think it's a pretty good way to dynamize track cycling because sometimes in a normal event, races take a lot longer uh, to start. So in terms of spectators, of course, I mean, riders do need that time, but in terms of spectators, much better to watch. But yeah, I know actually I'm really liking the format, to be fair. Uh, this first year, I'm fully following it. And it's real fun to watch. And also, I believe that like, doing it in four different European cities just makes it even better because you kind of touch a bit everywhere. And, uh, well, you haven't finished yet, but uh, what has been your favorite place to race in so far? Was it Mallorca or was it Berlin? Oh, uh, um, oh, that's a tough one. I feel like I I really enjoyed Berlin, um, just because I feel like the crowd was like really getting around everyone quite a lot, um, and like we we obviously saw that in Mallorca, but not I guess not to that extent. Like the Germans were really getting around their like home riders, so um, that was pretty crazy. Um, So yeah, I think I think I'd go Berlin. Well, that's fair enough. And now, well, let's leave that. And a little bit aside, we've talked a little bit about the season. And I haven't asked you, which is a question I usually ask. Uh, how did you first get on a bike to end up where you are here? Um, well, it it started when I was quite young. Um, like my my brother had a friend who was into cycling, and then. Um, like she showed him how much like prize money that she was winning from like racing. And then he's like, Oh, like, like that's actually quite a lot. Like maybe I'll get into this. And then he started cycling and then, um, like I was, I was only like six years old. So I was kind of following everything that he did. Um, and then I got into it as well. And yeah, I just like started riding at my club and then, kind of progressed up and started some racing and then got into the track as well. Um, and then, yeah, kind of just sort of progressed up through juniors and like found out that I was, I was quite good at sprinting um, in like under 17s. So I made this decision to just switch to track sprint um, at that point, which was, it was quite hard because I was kind of a bit of an all rounder um, like as a junior um like I was national road race champion uh in under 17s so it was yeah it was like a big decision but um yeah I think I think it was probably the right one and yeah just from there kept progressing and got into the Australian team and um yeah here we are yeah I just want to step at a time and now you just mentioned you were a national road race champion do you ever consider doing that and track cycling Like nowadays, is it something you think about? Like, oh, I would really race, like to race here, or I would really like to do this or that. Uh, I don't know. It's like I do. I do get a lot of enjoyment out of like riding my road bike, and like in off season, um, like Richo and I, we race crits for like a bit of fitness. Um, but it's a yeah, it's a very big step to to decide to go to like road professionally. Um, and 
like you, you never know if like you can do it like yeah I was good as a junior but like times have changed and like everyone's putting in just as much or even more effort so um I mean I'd like to think that maybe one day if if I'm done with sprinting I can give it a crack at like a state or national level but um yeah yeah no I guess uh... I never know that's that's a good enough answer i put you against against the ropes there a little bit Mm. yeah that's that's a more than good enough answer and now you've mentioned richard a couple times uh you guys are all the time together pretty much racing uh sprinting especially mallorca you guys were racing in the same same uh same round Uh, i think it was two times and we clearly we said that you guys had something going on there so uh who's richard to you in general oh that's sorry uh, who's that like who's richer to you like because you guys are all the time together race mm. together spend time together train together yeah so how would you define him um we're like we're we're pretty good mates um like i i first kind of got to know him uh in like juniors uh we were both in the like junior world's long squad um in 2017 and then he made the final team and I didn't make the final team. Um, and then, yeah, we, we both got into the like, uh, academy together. Um, which was really good because like he'd moved from Western Australia and I moved from New South Wales, um, like into Adelaide. So it was like a pretty big jump, um, for both of us. And it was good that we had each other because there was lots of like Adelaide based people that, um, like they still had all their like school friends and and all this like family and people that they knew, but Richo and I didn't like we didn't really have any of that. So um, we it was good that we had each other and like we got quite close um, during that period. And then we um, yeah we we yeah we've just been good mates. Um, we're still living together at the moment with another guy, Danny Barber, um, one of the younger guys in the academy. So uh, yeah, it's it's good and like I think it's good to live with him because he's um yeah he's always he's always on top of everything I think and it's it's good it's good to learn from you know I guess the best I must say that was a very polite answer I was expecting (laughs) something more sassy (laughs) but I I will ask you for it a little bit later on Uh, no worries I will get there at some point all right all right and uh, you mentioned the academy. Uh, it's in Adelaide, like you mentioned. And yeah. how is being there? Uh, how are the facilities in general, people you work with there? Because mm-hmm. it's essentially what's giving you the level to be able to compete internationally. Yeah. So how's that training ground for you? And just, well, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, the environment's actually like really good at the moment. Um, like we've, there's been a bit of a, a shuffle around with the coaches and staff and all this, but like at the moment, I think we've got like a really good team um, to support us. And like this year, there's been like, I guess, an influx of like new academy members. Um, like a couple of younger guys have come in um, from like Adelaide and from interstate. And like it's made the environment like it's just fun. Like it's just a good environment to be in. Um, like everyone trains hard, everyone has a good time. But where yeah we're like we're there for business and we still get it done um but like we're really good friends as well 
Yeah, uh, well, that's fair enough. And how is the decision of going there, uh, finally leaving home and making the decision of, hey, I want to join this and I want to be become a cyclist? Yeah, um, so it was actually, it's a little bit of a funny story because in 2018, um, like I heard about the, like they were making this like academy thing uh, and I didn't really know a whole lot about it because I was like, I was super focused on just my junior worlds um, and I didn't really think a whole lot past it, to be honest. And then um, I, like, I just finished junior worlds and I had to put my application in and I was kind of on holiday. So I kind of had to rush it a little bit. Um, and I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. And then I, um, I got a call saying that I was accepted and I didn't actually know that it was like a permanent position in Adelaide. Um, so I, yeah, I just thought it was like, I'd stay based in Sydney and we'd just come down for like some camps or something like that. And then they told me that I was moving to Adelaide and I was like, Oh yeah. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was like a bit of a surprise, but I mean, I was all for it. Like I was, yeah, I was ready to make the jump to the next level. So I think it was probably good, but um, yeah, it was just, it was just a bit of a shock to me. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I can imagine some one day you submit an application and then the other day they're calling you saying you're going to move to Adelaide. So it's a pretty big change. I'm sure it was a pretty big change. But also, you coming from Worlds 2018, which was probably best world so far you've ever had. Uh, world champion in kilometer time trial, silver in sprint. Mm. Uh, that was it was crazy. Uh, so you had a pretty big, pretty pretty big CV going in. So it was it was difficult for them not to take you. Yeah, but yet, yeah, and now uh, leaving cycling in general aside a little bit, what is it do you enjoy doing outside of cycling? Or what is it uh, you have fun doing with without a bike? Um. Well, I mean, I've I've got a motorbike, so that's I mean that still counts as a bike. But <laughs> um, like, yeah, um, I've sort of just been getting into that this year. Like, I got my license this year and um, bought a bike in like January. So, um, like, I'm having a lot of fun, like riding in the hills um in adelaide like it's super nice out there um and like richo's got a couple of motorbikes as well so we kind of go for cruises sometimes and um yeah that's like something that i really enjoy doing um but i don't know other than that probably going to the beach going swimming um just hanging out with people going to coffee shops yeah um (laughs) yeah uh it's good in summer in australia but in um winter it's a little bit grim when <laughs> yeah i can imagine also Can't right be. now yeah right now uh summer is about to start so when mm. you go back home it's going to be summer for you coming from yeah. the straight straight london winter which is where you you end up i was yeah. in london this weekend and it was starting to get cold let me tell you that's a warning <laughs> yeah i'm definitely looking forward to it it's like dealing with snow in berlin like that's that was actually the first time i've ever seen like snow like falling um so that's that was cool for me but yeah not really not really what i'm here for (laughs) (laughs) no i can imagine and you mentioned it started snowing when when you guys were walking to the track right 
But yeah, yeah, it was um we were just walking along the little path to the to the velodrome and it was snowing and there was like snow on the ground and yeah, it was actually pretty crazy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can I can imagine. And you like you we mentioned at the beginning you've been for quite a while away from home. How are you feeling about that? Uh it's it's been all right. Um it's yeah, it's definitely been like quite a long time, I feel like. Like this is the longest I've been away. Um but it's good. Like we, we have lots of support here from um like track league and like they're they're doing their best to help us out, which has been really good. So it sort of takes away a bit of the stress, um, which is, is nice. Um and Like everyone else in the series is like everyone's been real nice. Um, like I'm here at the moment with um, like some Canadians and and all that, and like everyone's really um, been quite friendly, I suppose. Like I haven't really talked to a whole lot of internationals before, um, like before sort of this year, because I haven't really done a whole lot of international racing. But like everyone's been super welcoming, and um, yeah, it's it's. It's making it a little bit easier, I think, rather than if I was completely isolated. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And also having a great atmosphere in general, it just does help and contribute to you just being being able to enjoy more of your time there and just at the end of the day, being able to perform better in the track. I had Maggie Coles Lister a couple of weeks ago on the track, on the, oh, yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, mm. and that was, she was super nice. That was fun too, mm. uh, just finding out in general. And is it going back home, is it something you're looking forward to or is it something you wouldn't mind staying for for another month in Europe and then going back there? Um, I think, yeah, I think once I finish racing in London, um, I'm pretty happy to be heading home. Um, like, I just, yeah, I feel like we've sort of been moving around a lot and it's just a lot of living out of a suitcase and just sleeping in hotel rooms. Um, so I think I'll be very happy to get home and get into my bed and see all my friends again, um, see my family again and just relax a bit. I think like it's like, it's been pretty full on here. Um, like this is the first time I've kind of done racing like this, like pretty much straight after a break. So um, it's, it's definitely been different, but um, yeah, it's been a bit hard. So I think it'll be good to get home and just have some relaxing time and sort of, start our like training cycle um yeah. for next year yeah uh, that's absolutely fair uh like you said it's been pretty intense weeks especially these last ones just just basically living on a suitcase which is never easy it's a bit stressful too and i know it's a bit early to ask as your season hasn't really finished but how's next year looking for you what's the upcoming season because i'm sure you got plans in your head that i want to do this and i want to do that yeah so how's that looking for you? Um, so we've like as a as a team we've we've got a whole lot of races planned. Um, but we at the moment we're not sure of how the like team composition is gonna be at each race because we've got like five or six people that could potentially race. Um. Like we've got a lot of depth at the moment, so we're, I guess we're not too sure what, yeah, like what team composition is going to be at each race. But um, I think ideally, I'd 
like I'd want to be there, <laughs> obviously. Um, so I think we're we're doing some Nations Cups at the start of the year, and then um, kind of having a bit of time pre Worlds in, I think Portugal maybe. Um, somewhere a bit warmer than like the Australian winter, so that'll be nice. Um, and then race worlds, um, come home, have a couple months, and then maybe get back into next year's Champs League. Yeah, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, like we're not. I guess we're not super set on uh, the the schedule yet, but I think it's probably something like that. Yeah, uh, it sounds just about right, uh, like mm. you said. And everybody has this in the back of your mind, so I'm just going to go ahead and ask it. Uh, you, We've just talked about next year, but the summer of the following one, there's a pretty big event uh, coming up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's something called the Olympics, something like that. Yeah. So uh, how are you? I'm sure it's in the back of your head too. So how are you planning for that? Which discipline would you like to race in? And yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's like, that's kind of our, like, that's the main thing that we're, we're training for. Like at the end of the day, like worlds, like worlds is good, but the Olympics is the top. So um, like, that's kind of everyone's main goal and everything we do, I guess, is for like 2024 at the moment. Um, so I think it's, it's going to be quite tight um, because we, yeah, we're not, we're not too sure on team um, like capacity at the moment, but we think that we will have three riders in team sprint. Um, so it's going to be a bit of a battle for positions. Um, and like, I've got a bit of ground to make up on Glitzer, um because he's, yeah, he, performed like insanely well at Worlds so I've still got a bit of a jump to make if I do want to overcome that um but like I guess you never know we've got a year and a half so still got lots of work to do yeah I was gonna say there's a year and a half left still but right now is it something that pressures you or is it something that you see and that you know you've still got time for it yeah I guess there's not there's not a whole lot of pressure at the moment. Like we're kind of just taking it, like taking everything as it comes. Um, and I guess at the moment we're more focused on qualifying for the games than actually racing at the games. Cause yes. um, like we've got a lot of work to do just to get there. Um, and like if something goes wrong at like a world or something, then like our points like our points could be pretty far down and yeah, we, I guess we don't want to get complacent um, yeah. because we, yeah, we got to, we got to make sure we get there first, I guess. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, it's just taking it one step at a time and the world yeah. is the last, last step up there. Yeah. So there's still got time. All right. So enough, enough of the nice questions. <laughs> now <laughs> it's time for, for the tough ones. Uh, I was saying uh, you were super polite about Rico, but 
I want I want some some sassy story. I'm sure you got plenty, but plenty of them. So I want to hear at least one that you can tell publicly, of course, because I'm sure there's hundreds of them, so you can't tell. But you got you got to give me something here, man. About Richo? Yeah. Um. Ooh. I mean, um, you can share something about yourself if you want, but I'm sure it's, I'm not sure that's something you want to do. Um. I don't know. He's uh. He's very. Very, very competitive. Um, he's very like he knows what he wants and he doesn't really let anything stand in his way. Um, which is like it's always a good thing, but um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, you, you're thinking about something there, um, end up telling. and I think I know what you're thinking, but I don't want to ask it just in case. What's that? Has it something to do with German flag? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it's pretty open now. Yeah. Like he, um, yeah, he's he's, um, I guess started seeing um walk, one walk, of the, one walk, of the... walking into a deep pool here. Careful. Yeah, well, yeah, he's um started seeing one of the German sprinters, and um, like I've been hanging around with them quite a lot in Mallorca and Berlin, and um, yeah, it's it's really good. Like they're all they're all for each other, and um. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's great. And I've I must ask this because I'm sure there is at some point. How do you guys because at the end of the day you're traveling, you're riding, and you're traveling again and you're training and you're riding and you're going to the gym and so on and it's a whole whole routine. So is there something that you do to get out of the routine? Maybe Saturday night after racing, well you're probably tired then, but then Sometime in the week where you do something to change that routine up, if you know what I mean. Um, I mean, not not for me at the moment. Like I feel like I'm like I'm not my legs aren't really there at the moment, so I kind of want to do everything I can to help myself. But um, maybe after London, um, after the last one, we'll we'll have a little bit of a party. But I think between each round, um, it's. Yeah, I think it's all just for me, for me at least. Like, yeah, that's that's a good point <laughs> because I can tell there's people that for you it's it's about the writing, but I'm sure there's some some people enjoying a little bit more about themselves. And have you had the chance to actually visit the cities while you're being there, or have you pretty just focused on the bike and the racing? Yeah, well, in in Mallorca, um, like I got there quite early. I got there on the like the 31st of uh, October um, and racing didn't start for like maybe two weeks. Um, so yeah, I got to see quite a lot there. Like we, we went around went to some beaches and went around the city and like, it was actually super nice. Um, but I didn't really get to see a whole lot in Berlin. We like went to the city one day, but um, it's, it was just too cold to be honest. Like we just were not having a great time, and I didn't dress well enough, and <laughs> it's just a bit too cold. So um, we just got some food and decided to go back to the hotel. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I would have liked to sort of have a whole day of kind of seeing everything. Like I've never really seen around Berlin. Um, like I would have liked to go to like the Berlin Wall and the. Um, yeah, some some of the other stuff around there, but maybe next time. 
Yeah, next time. Yeah. And you were just a month ago in Paris. Uh yeah, more or less. So I'm sure in Paris you had plenty of visiting already. Mm. And then London. Been in London before. Well, yeah, you, were, we, you were in Birmingham for the complicated, so that's the, yeah, that's a super question for me. Yeah, we're in um, we're actually in London for the Com Games because that's where the velodrome was, um, and it was actually quite good there because they they let us go for like road rides, which I wasn't sure if they were going to let us out because like they were strict with COVID protocols and all that, um, so they they let us out, which was fun, and we sort of did a little road ride around the city. Um, saw all the main things and then, yeah, went back, which I feel like is actually quite rare for us. Um, like we, when we go to places for racing, we never really get that opportunity because it's kind of like we go from the airport to the hotel and then just hotel velodrome, hotel velodrome, and yeah. like you never really get to see anything. So, um, that was a lot of fun at the commies, like. Um, saw the big band and like Buckingham Palace and yeah, like, the, London, the London Eye and all that sort of stuff. So that was fun for me. Like I've never really been, I've never been to London before. Well, I've never been to England before. Um, so yeah, that was that was really good. And how was England? As rainy as it sounds, or not that bad? It was actually really nice when we were there. I think it was a bit of a heat wave um, oh. when we got there and. Everyone was like warning us how hot it was going to be, and it was actually just really nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean like, for that, for then, for them, anything above 20, 22 degrees, it's it's getting crazy. So, yeah, yeah, like we were expecting a lot more, but it was yeah, like the weather was good. Like we're getting out on the bike and just yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Well, uh, that's more than fair enough. And I'm going to ask you a bit of a different question, probably, and maybe something you haven't thought thought about, but. Yeah. If you hadn't uh, dedicated yourself to being a professional rider, uh, what is it you would have liked to do? Oh uh, yeah, actually, I actually have thought about this a little bit, like what what I would do without cycling. Um, and I think I don't know. It's kind of tough because I like I always want to play like some sport or like do something because I'm kind of just that way inclined, but. Um, I I feel like I would really get around not like bodybuilding but kind of just um I guess being in the gym um like I don't I don't know if I would be good enough to be a bodybuilder but I think after cycling I would definitely like to be in the gym a lot um and like that's to be honest like the gym is one of my favorite parts of training um and yeah, I I feel like I'd really just like to to hit it pretty hard, like after cycling, and kind of bounce out my legs and my upper body a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, uh, sprint, sprinted legs look a bit different to the upper body for those. Yeah, yeah, we're a bit out of proportion, but you know, that's not okay. gonna last forever. No, I know for sure. So that's right enough. And yeah, well, uh, I really enjoyed the talk. Uh, thank you for coming. And one last question, which is, it's tough for some people. It's not so tough for the others. Yeah. But could you give me a song to put at the end of the podcast? A song? Yeah. Uh, all right. Just something you enjoy listening to or your pump-up song. I don't really mind anything you like. I've had all sorts of songs, really. 
right. Uh, let's go. Mr. Rager by Kid Cudi. Mr. Rager by who? Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi. Okay, yeah. Okay, so we'll leave everybody with that on. Uh, thank you, Thomas. It's been real fun interviewing you. And uh, best of luck. Best of luck in the upcoming races. And I'll be watching you and cheering for you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah.